This episode is made possible by Armoire. I love genius companies founded by women, and Armoire is one of them. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days, and then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. To me, Armoire Armoire solves so many issues I struggle with today, the biggest one being accumulation of stuff. Let's face it, women want to feel on trend and fresh in their clothes, so we like to shop for new clothes often. But I also get overwhelmed when I have too much to choose from, which happens after years of shopping. I forget what clothes I have and I end up wearing the same thing over and over. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion and then send it back. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a department store fitting room with those unflattering fluorescent lights again. Trust me, your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash heel. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash heel to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the HEAL Podcast. I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorris, and every week I speak to the leading doctors, healers, spiritual teachers, and scientists to find out what is truly possible when it comes to healing. I also interview real people with extraordinary healing stories. My philosophy is what's possible for one is possible for all. And I've discovered on my journey that so much more is possible than we can begin to imagine. Hello and welcome to the Heal Podcast. Today I am very excited to be sitting here with a good friend of mine, Kate Nelligan. Kate is an equine partnered life and business coach. Um, she's a healer, she's an animal communicator, and she, her life's work is devoted to the human animal bond. Kate pairs her intuitive gifts with those of horses and goats to help people access their own inner power and connect to their life purpose. She works with both high-performing women and supports companies in developing mindful cultures through team building and leadership retreats. Kate has a master's in spiritual psychology and is 
certified in equine experiential education. She is the creator of Awakening with Equines, a first-of-its-kind certification program for equine-partnered facilitators. She designed and published a horse wisdom deck and booklet to support those looking for guidance in the field of equine coaching. That's a mouthful, but essentially she is a wonderful horse therapist, who a facilitator who speaks horse <laughs> and speaks human. Um, I actually have worked with Kate multiple times with horses, originally to get over my fear of horses, because as my friend Katie Fike, who is probably listening, knows, um, I had a traumatizing experience at her second birthday on a horse named Big Red, and ever since, I mean, look, it was not that traumatizing, so Katie, no need to feel bad. She's always kind of felt bad. But I was a tiny little second grader on um, a, you know, giant horse who was ornery and went off on a, the beaten path, and I was terrified. So I've always had this kind of awe of horses. I think they're the most beautiful creatures, but I'm terrified, or I was, because I've worked with you multiple times. And as I said, originally to get over my fear of horses, but then you opened my eyes to this whole world of equine therapy that has literally shifted, healed, and moved me in so many ways. So thank you for coming here. I'm so excited to share the world about what you do. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. So a um, little background. What is equine therapy? How did you get into this? Yeah, so I think a lot of people know about it from children who are autistic, riding horses, therapeutic riding, um, mental health practitioners were always partnering with horses when they realized they could do more somatic and experiential work. And then being a coach, and when I you know, graduated with my master's degree, I was like, what can I do to really blend my gifts and everything I learned from this program with like my greatest passion and my greatest love, which is horses. So I grew up riding, I've been around horses my entire life, but I didn't know they were such incredible healers and energy workers and you know therapists is such a human term but like they really are therapeutic in nature and nature is also therapeutic so you combine all these things and you just have such a powerful opportunity to heal and it's it's so like the sensitivity of horses is off the charts right and they're I mean you can kind of see them in the wild moving like a pack going 100 miles an hour or however fast they run and they're just so in tune with energy because you've taught me that they are prey right yeah. and so they have to be heightened in awareness like many wild animals um but talk to us a little bit about the sensitivity of horses and mm. how you call them angelic <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, I mean, there really is a science and a spirituality to horses. They are super sensitive because they are large prey animals. And we're not around, first of all, we're not around large animals very frequently. I mean, if you think about it, you'd have to go on like an African safari to be around an elephant or a large animal. So that is unique in itself, being around something that is 1200 pounds right and then they have co-evolved alongside of us so they've learned to read us our emotions to understand if they are going to be safe around us and they've been transportation they've been in war with us they've done so much they've been a huge part of sport in our world and now I think of it as like they've carried us through all these different things in life why wouldn't they now carry some of our 
um, our evolution, right, mm-hmm. in consciousness, our awakening. And so I do think of them as spiritual beings because they are um, not only the incredible science of their guts and their hearts, which we can get into, but like this being that exudes love and presence, trusts us when they don't need to, right? And is available, is available to really see us, to hold space for us. Like that to me is what an incredible therapist or coach or healer does. It's really wild. I didn't know what to expect when I first did a session with you, which is, funny because I was like I just want to get more comfortable around horses that was like my intention and what unfolded was so like mind-blowing I'm trying to figure out what the best way to demonstrate what goes down in an equine therapy session because it's a lot more than just like petting the horse and you know cuddling with the horse it's like they're, they tell a story. They're almost out picturing what's going on in your psyche and in your emotional body. Can you try to describe an example, like a clear example, maybe with a client that sticks out um, to demonstrate what can, what's possible? And then we can kind of later get into what went down in my session today. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, there's the field of consciousness, there's energy, we can read different things, we're very intuitive, horses are highly intuitive beings, I believe as well, again, because for their safety, they have to they have to see, feel, and know what's going on to stay safe. Uh, so, what happens sometimes in in a session? Like an example could be, um, parents come in with a child, everything seems fine, and all of a sudden the horses start to fight, and they don't normally fight. And myself or a practitioner might say, I'm noticing this. What do you see going on? And, you know, the parents have not been showing that they've been fighting for for a while and they wouldn't show it necessarily in a talk therapy session in an office. And all of a sudden the kids go, that looks like my parents. And so we start to see like and what's actually happening in the energetic field. People have called horses mirrors. They're much more than mirrors. Their behavior mirrors. Their behavior is reflective. Their behavior is often about illumination and exposing what actually can be going on. Um, And I believe a lot of it is because they want congruence in the field. They want healthy systems in the field. Like they have a beautiful way of surviving as wild animals in nature. And they, as domestics even, are showing us what's possible. Um, But that shadow side has to come up and be worked with first so that we can then also embrace our gifts and our authenticity too. Yeah, they're like, humans, you guys have all way too much shit going on and you're distorting my field (laughs) and I cannot sense danger because you all are so messed up in the head and heart. Um, No, I'm kidding. But it is wild. Like just one thing that stuck out from a previous session was, I forgot what we were working on specifically, but at at some point the the horse started like digging with his hoof and just like digging in the ground. I was like, what is he doing? You're like, he's asking you to dig deeper. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah, that makes sense. So, you know, because we were talking, the horse kind of mirrors, like you said, behaviors, things that are going on in the energetic field, the emotional body, and they're kind of outpicturing in some sort of energetic way. And um, like, for instance, this morning, I was about to, you, you, you took me to a place where there was, I was potentially not going to work with just one horse. I was, your intuition said I need to work with a herd, which was 
I can't, I'm not gonna go into the specifics of why I was there and what I was working through because it's deeply personal and I love to share as much as I can without you know hurting anybody else. Um, but I was entering a new you know environment where there's not just potentially one threat, but there are multiple. You know, and not that the horses were threats, but it was like I had to deal with multiple dynamics and. Um, and that's what we were working through because it had something to do with fear and you know transformation and all these things so it was just so wild like when i was approaching when we after we were done talking and setting the intentions and kind of exploring like all of a sudden the horses totally started changing behavior they got really restless and you were like what what are you what are you observing and i said oh they, they're kind of like playing with each other and she's like well, that's funny that you see it's playing it, you know they seem very restless like that you know and she said, have you been feeling that way lately? And I said, yes. So it was just, that was like the beginning and then so much more unfolded. Um, but keep keep telling us examples of other, other ways. Well, and so there's two ways of looking at it. There's your, there's always the client's interpretation of what's happening where you'll look at something and go, oh my God, that reminds me of so-and-so, or that's exactly how I am right now. Or when I first started doing this work, we were working with those working through rehab and addiction, and they would go up to say hello to a horse and not get a hello from a horse and immediately create a story of, rejection no one wants me there's something wrong with me or flip it there's something wrong with that horse you know or we would say wait for hello and they would go and take a hello by putting their hands all over a horse's face so we immediately start to see like how you do one thing is how you might do anything and then is that serving you is that working for you so well play was the potential of like the highest thing that they can get to and that is like a solution to fear and we've talked we talked about play and how do you make it more playful there's also the owning of like what's really what are we really seeing what's really going on and sometimes I do have a different interpretation than a client so we I like to hold it from a, a place of experimentation what what is really possible here what's resonating what do we own and sometimes as soon as we say it and own it in the field with the horses it changes it's like they just wanted us to see yeah. this is actually what's going on with you or they'll come up and be like you're not in your heart and they'll place their head right in your heart until you start to breathe and center right or they'll come up and stand right next to you and be like you need to feel grounded so they do in my personal opinion they're doing chakra work they're doing energy and healing work based on where they put themselves in orientation to your body but they also show us stuff through their behavior so there's a lot of things we read but i love helping people work with their intuition in these sessions because it's like what is really what do you really think is mm -hmm. going on here and how can you grow your intuition being with them too it's amazing yeah because you do you ask questions you don't just say oh here's what i'm observing you're like what is this bringing up for you what are you observing um, and then if we get stuck, you're like, you know, may I offer what I'm feeling or seeing it, you know, and see how that resonates. And the other thing I find fascinating is, you know, through different behaviors like the digging of the thing and the standing in certain places, like even putting me next to their heart space. Um, when we start to verbalize things and say things out loud, there's a resonance that then they, that's a language that they understand. They don't understand human words per se, but they understand an energetic resonance. Yes. And when they are in agreement, they like do this lick, chew, lick, chew. It's very, and then, you know, other things like shaking it off or neighing or 
Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, that's, they're literally moving energy or a tail yeah. flip. They, you know, at one point Rose turned around and was like, whoosh, whoosh, like clearing the energy, <laughs> like a swashbuckler. Totally. It's wild. Totally. Tell us more about like horse speak. Yeah. It's so, it's been so fun because I have my own interpretation of what they're doing based on working with so many different trainers in the horse world, but mostly going back to my intuition, mostly also training in animal communication, which I think is important for this field because I can turn to my horse partner and say, what are you seeing? What do you need? Or get a specific message. Horses are really direct and they will give a message to a client and then I mean, it's been wild. Like they, uh, even one of my goats once said something really specific and I said it to the client and she's like, oh my God, I say that every day in meditation. Like no one knows that I, I say that. So it, it's like knowing that we can actually communicate interspecies and know that there's they're here to make a contribution. Like they want us all, we all share this earth together. They want us to respect it more. They want us to respect each other more. Like if we're healthier, they're healthier, right? So I think there's just pieces in learning how to read the behavior is one piece. Actually hearing them and talking to them is another. Um, and then I also just think it's also what we make things mean, right? Like what our project, a lot of it is projections at times too, right? So, yeah. And I've obviously only gone for emotional and energetic reasons or so I think. Um, I, I think I'm healthy, so I'm not going there for any physical ailments. However, I think people with cancer have come with you. People, you know, what have people come to work with horses in your awareness or your experience, um, like just, and what kind of success stories or what have you witnessed that you just thought was, wow, these horses are actual ener energy healers? Yeah, the first time I really discovered that was my mare, Lindsay. One day she was like, get me a massage table. And I'm like, what? And so I did, I went out and I like, got it for her and then she didn't want it at first and I'm like I'm crazy I'm hearing her wrong and then I started to hear take my halter off take the shoes off do this and then she came over and I have this like beautiful photos and videos of it of she will work on a body human body laying down on a massage table putting their noses in different parts to move stuck energy I always see them as either they're taking stuff out or off of a body that could be causing physical or other issues or they're tra they're transmute they're doing a transmission or they're transmuting energy to move other energies in that might be needed so my favorite story with her on the massage table was um, we had a, a, a young girl come and she had always had an asthma um, inhaler. She, every night she used an inhaler. And Lindsay started to just use her nose up um, around this, this girl's nose. And that night she didn't need her inhaler and she stopped using it. So it was just wild. Or they inspire so much love that people like put a photo on their on their phone and they connect into that love every day. And like then one went vegan because of that. Because like she was like, I don't, I just don't want to eat meat anymore. So it's really neat. I've seen big things happen very quickly. I believe they can help us get pregnant. I believe they can um, really help us do some of the deeper healing. I mean, the mind body obviously is so connected. So they're working on these different levels. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I'll have like a migraine and I'll go and within 10 minutes, I'm totally fine. 
Right. So it's cool. And I don't make claims that they're going to heal cancer or, you know, definitely get someone pregnant. But I've seen, I mean, I've seen some really cool things that they've done. Tell me more stories. I love (laughs) stories. And I could just listen to stories all day long. I mean, there's, there's just one of my favorite is, you know, a woman came and she was like, I trust you, Kate, and I want to do coaching. I don't even know if I really like, you know, horses, but I'm here. And um, it became that it was the right time and space for her to really be seen and held and like unconditional love and to talk and to work things out, to be outside, to be in expansion. And very shortly went from being single for a long time, wanting to have kids and not liking her job to getting promoted and loving her job, getting married and having a child all within a very short amount of time. So it was, was she ready? Yes. But was it also through the power, like didn't have the family of origin that she really needed to believe in her and to help her move forward. But then having the support of the horses allowed her to just be like, I can make these changes. And we did inner child work. You know, we're doing, I love to go in the direction the horses take me. It could be shadow work. It could be constellations. They work in that space. It can also be inner child work. Like my master's program gave us so much and I love to package that with the horses. So that's, yeah. I mean, it seems like the perfect marriage. You went to University of Santa Monica, which is a private spiritual psychology um, program in school that I almost, I've been like orbiting for years, you know, and I have a lot of friends that went through the program and it's definitely like aligned. I just never took the commitment, but um, what I found fascinating from what you were just talking about and like how quickly it shifted. Um, Yeah. And what occurred today, it was like a, it was like a real dramatic shift in the field. Yes. And when you shift the field, life reorganizes. Totally. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah. I think there's people come because they have a bravery inside of them to say, I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do this weird horse thing, right? And then what happens is they're so exposed to this level of love because the horses have hearts five times the size of ours so you're getting blasted by that electromagnetic frequency and there's heart coherence that we get into and so when we come back into our authentic self our higher self we can create really quick fast change based on just the willingness that um our nervous system can slow down we can come into parasympathetic we can relax we can have divine insight inspiration and intuition and then we're doing everything experientially we're not just talking so you're actually moving into new spaces and places in you know in the dirt in an arena and you get to really know like okay if i did this here I can do this elsewhere. And for some reason, because we're using all our senses and it's so kinesthetic, people hold on to these memories. They the People will come back to me like seven years later and go, oh my God, that one thing that happened with that horse, like it totally changed everything for me. And I always think of that horse and I'm like, so there's something so unique and novel about it that like does shift people, which is really why I love it. And it's helped me the most of all those, the work I've done. It is. There's something, I think the key is the heart because it's this electromagnetic powerhouse. 
and Rose, the mother of Sparks, who, um, I mean, this, this whole drama that played out today with these different characters on the stage of this like herd that you brought me into, there was two mini horses, there was a feral donkey <laughs> with eye patches on, um, and then there was Rose, this like just regal, kind grandmother, um, even though she was the mother of Sparks, but she just held this wisdom and grounding of this like ancient yes. mother priestess you know and then there was spark sparks mm-hmm. um who was one year old yeah okay but a big like he looked like a teenager she looked like a teenager but she was like one years old so she was the first that was like curious coming over and like eager for me to enter you know and um and i was just you know i just had basic questions like i'm worried about them stepping my feet that's a fear i'm worried about like them nipping with their big old teeth like that feels like that'll hurt if they bite you um, and you know, maybe like a head, like a head snap up and like hit you in the head. Those are the three fears I have. Yeah. Um, like I have enough awareness not to like do anything behind the horse, but right. so you walked me through it and then, um, we started like, as we entered the arena, you know, spark was really the only one around, you know, and as we shifted things and all the work that unfolded, then like the herd came out, it's just wild and I think the heart like you said is key yeah yeah I find certain horses will come up when you own something that like that horse holds or teaches a lot of like the leader horse in the horse herd as soon as we start to embrace leadership or start talking about leadership all of a sudden that horse is right comes over and was not previously with us right or all of a sudden we start to get into a more playful joyful energy and then the like the class clown horse comes yeah. over, right? Like the yeah. mini come, comes over and he's like, this is what I do. <laughs> this yeah. is what I want you to have. Yeah, it was wild. There was one point when we were talking about me stepping into my authentic power as part of this, you know, phase I'm entering. And you said, you know, I, it, I had just worked with Rose and I was learning to just really be calm, confident around this big, giant horse. And you were giving me the tools and just the practice to be in tune with what she was trying to show me, but also standing grounded and using my energy and my intention and in my voice if necessary, which I didn't really need to do with Rose, but I needed to do a lot with Spark. Um, And the more I practiced, the more confident I got, so the more grounded I got. And then you said, and then so Rose was kind kind of done and she wandered off and so I was kind of by myself and you said, I, I feel like you need to vocalize what stepping into your authentic power means. And I said, okay, so I tuned in and I'm just standing there and I'm like, I feel so comfortable in my body. I am grounded. I am not afraid to speak my truth. I am not afraid of other people's opinions. I can shed that exhaustion and weight of people pleasing and I am just so at ease not having to do say or be anything for anybody and 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 then I said something to the effect of and like I'll just be such a powerful leader from that space I think you you tell me how it went down but then as soon as I said that out loud into the arena like all of a sudden they all came and gathered around me, which they hadn't done at all during the day. Exactly. And Spark, 
I think calm down and like release all this energy. So it's basically like when I step into my power, when I become the leader that I'm meant to be, leading by example and leading by energy, leading by my experience and sharing that with people, then the restless ones, the immature ones, the unconscious ones start to drop in and are more present, you know? And then you were like, oh, look, even the feral donkey who never comes out and is not social at all, even I got those little scragglers coming over, you know? So it was just such a like beautiful validation that the animals were reflecting back to me as I vocalized this place and this power that I wanted to step into and, and this expression, this next phase of expression for myself. Yeah. It was so beautiful because you owned it out loud which i find is so important for us to do right especially as women to like use our voice but you also stepped into it you embodied it and that's why i love this work so much because we can again we can talk about leadership but until you actually like lead a 1200 pound being through your own congruence and your trust and they come with you like especially a prey animal trusting a predator, like then you know you can do, you have leadership, right? Or if you magnetize things to you because you're finally in your full high expression, like that you actually embodied it. And like, you're so good at the energy because I was like, oh my gosh, I need to learn from Kelly now because you would bubble your energy up beautifully and everyone would listen and respect it. And like, I was like, this is so cool to watch because you did, you had such a great way of like shifting things quickly um, and seeing what you needed to see, right? And then not just seeing it and be like, oh, that's interesting, but actually letting it seep into like all the cells of your body right? Like your entire my body spirit. So thank you. That's very generous. There was a couple times where I was panicking. I was like, stop, <laughs> stop, spark, stop, stop. <laughs> but like for the most part, yeah. you know, they were very receptive to my boundaries, Yeah, which yes, was really cool. I, that's an improvement from probably the first it was three a, sessions. Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's so fun working with people over time. I'm like, oh, yeah, like this has changed and that's really neat to see. And so it's really I mean, I just find it to be one of the fastest ways that we can create change. But it's fun, too. Right. Yeah. Because a horse is teaching you rather than I mean, I'm at my best. I'm really holding great space and working with my intuition. But the horse is really like leading you into these new territories of like, oh, yeah, that is how I want to be. Can we be more horse like? Right. Because they are living in presence. They're living in authenticity and power in joy in love like they they know how to shift out of fear quickly. They know how to regulate. They don't stay in that fight, flight or freeze. So we can learn a lot from them and how they are. It's really remarkable. I'm gonna take a second to talk about Dose, expertly formulated organic wellness shots that support your liver in one delicious drink. Think of your liver as your body's main filter. It's in charge of flushing out unwanted elements and breaking down what you consume into essential nutrients. Liver health impacts everything from your brain, skin, gut health, and digestion. And as our environments become more and more overwhelmed with chemicals, support for our liver is needed more than ever. Dose for Your Liver is formulated with ingredients clinically shown to support liver health, like potent turmeric, milk thistle, dandelion, and ginger. And I mean potent. One shot of Dose is equivalent to 17 shots of turmeric juice, all bioavailable. 
Dose promotes optimal liver function, improves long-term liver health, supports healthy metabolic function and digestion, and increases energy levels and focus. Oh, and did I mention it's organic, non-GMO, vegan, has zero sugar, zero calories, comes in sustainable glass bottles, and it tastes good? I love Dose on the regular, but also on those mornings after I've overindulged with the food and drink the night before. Hey, I'm human. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering the Heal community 15% off your first order, plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order and free shipping. Go to dosedaily.co slash heal and use code heal. That's dosedaily.co slash heal and use code heal. Do you remember, I believe I came to see you when I was pregnant. Was I? Did I? I just have this vision, and it was either before I was pregnant or I was pregnant. It's definitely before. I know okay. there was one before. Okay, so there was one. I just remember yeah. that 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 like the horse kind of <gasps> yes. lunged at me or kicked at me. Oh yeah, and you I don't were know pregnant I, then too. I was yeah. pregnant, and yeah. I was like, you know, obviously there's a fear of like, you know, I don't want to get in that thing. And it was you, you know, you there was enough space, so it wasn't dangerous, but there was definitely like this like um, out picturing of attack which I don't know if you can go back and recall what was going on, but then later, I mean, I was like, there was a certain element in my life of when I got pregnant at, of attack coming oh, wow. at me. Wow. And so it's just like, I don't, you know, I don't know what it was trying to teach me in that moment, but it was like, again, yeah. don't, you know, like have boundaries. Yeah. You, you know where you're safe and where you're not, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I watch people all the time, either they're too assertive or they're too passive with horses or they're too aggressive. Or, and so it becomes, what is it that we need to step into, especially as women, where we can be both really strong and powerful and also gentle and kind, right? And so without a doubt, like that can, we can see that, oh, that's actually what I'm dealing with. But then it becomes, what do I need in that case? I need space. I need to work with forgiveness. I need to um, speak my needs out loud um, or really self-soothing. I need to take really good care of myself right now because if that's coming at me, like I still need to, you know, keep myself safe and do what's best. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it at times is people learn in real time, like what are the life strategies and life skills and emotional intelligence skills that they can apply? And they're like, okay, so if this happens in the human world, if I am getting attacked, these are the three things I know I can go to, mm -hmm. right? Let me practice it now with this horse. Okay, I've got this. I can do this out in the world. Yeah. I love people being able to take what they learn in an arena out into the world because that's really where it matters. Yeah. And the other thing, like the lick chew, it's almost like um, the lick chew, the tail thing, the um, shaking it off, like as we know animals do in the fight fighter. So as I was working with the animals today, the horses, and the mini horses, um, they were doing things like moving energy. And sometimes it's like pooping. They're, they're having release. They're literally like releasing your energy that they're working with. It's really fascinating. Like at one point, um, the Romeo was working on your chakras as a surrogate to me because yeah. I was a little nervous about his nipping um, and went over to you and you just felt like overcome with this. Oh, yeah emotions that I've been dealing with and you know and you described it out loud what you were feeling which is exact you know you were a total surrogate for my energy work and at some point he just like 
like snorted into the ground, like move that energy into the ground, into Mother Earth. It was just, it's so wild. It is so wild. I know. And then like the session right after he went up and actually just kind of like grabbed at someone's finger. And I'm like, that's so interesting. And it was so specific and intentional. It was one specific point on the finger and then walked away and just started yawning and yawning and yawning. And so I said, I go, he's actually like releasing. Like it's the coolest thing to actually see a lot of people don't let them get that close. Like they have too much of a boundary, right? And then if we have too much, we can't actually experience how they want to contribute to us. So obviously I know the horse as well, but I ask people to stand and breathe and receive. And when you're open and you really do show the horses you can trust them, they will go into these really cool spaces. And I'm fine being a surrogate because it's one of those things where like I know what they're gonna do and I know, you know, how to how to move the energy with them. I've become more horse like the more I'm around them. So <laughs> it's amazing. I know. I wish I could have been in a little bit more trust, but I'm getting there. You're doing great. And honestly, I mean, it's un- I mean, it's really uncomfortable. They're so big, yeah. you know. But it's one of those things where I think that they still do what they need to when they need to. I mean, even I miss the point sometimes with my own horses, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I still have to do that work. And you know, so we do it when we're ready. Is really what it is. What is share a personal story about how the horses have healed you? I know today <sighs> you mentioned, oh, I'm still working through boundary stuff, or yeah whatever, what was like a big miraculous shift for you or, or one that was like profound probably with Lindsay or? I've had so many. I think ultimately like I watched, like I've seen what my nervous system does, like when I go into flight, when I go into fight, when I go into fawn and how it doesn't serve me. And, I, and my horses will show me the difference between who I am in my egoic self or like I can't rush around them and I like live like I can always live fast and do a million things and they're always like is that serving you are you in your heart and they'll I mean like they'll walk away if I'm not in the best energy field and then if I start doing forgiveness this was one of my favorite stories I sat there and I started to do forgiveness um, self-forgiveness and just really run that um, and it was partly I was feeling like rejected. My horse didn't want to be with me. She was so far away. And then I sat there and I just ran it on all of the ways I didn't feel worthy of love or connection. And then I look up and she's right there in my face. And it was because there's a, there's this, I feel like they reward our willingness to really be true to ourselves and to love ourselves. And, and they want to support that. They want us to lead with love. So... Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Talk to me about like, well, more children. I'm I'm noticing my, oh, it's just all electromagnetic, isn't it? Um, my four-year-old is very, I've mentioned this in many episodes, is very connected to me as they are. And I find that if I am shoving something down or not dealing with something, like she's going to outpicture it because she's so connected to me and she's this tiny little body that's not as like, mature or controlling um and she will start to outpicture what i need to be doing in a healthier way mm. you, you know what i mean yeah um, similar to the horses it's similar yeah. to the horses yeah. so does that bring up anything about like children i know my um i mean you talked about it before like autistic children working with horses what is what is that bond what is that do. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it and I've seen 
children who are autistic go from nonverbal to verbal or able to like hold their bodies up more or actually be able to like smile and to regulate. And so I'm still in awe of like what is actually going on between the energy of a horse and who a horse bees and what they all of their physical and science make up and their spiritual essence. Like what is that actually doing to change, as you said, like the electromagnetic frequency. But what I work with more is kids who are kids who are um, can have ADHD or or kids that actually have a lot going on and they are you know wanting attention from their parents they're actually asking their parents to become more present so often it's I work with kids but I see it as more the parents that are the ones that actually need to slow down stay present and it's really hard when you have phones you know or it's really hard when you have you can hand a kid a screen or so it becomes how do we actually I had one of the little minis that you met today she said to clients she said you both really love each other why don't you just focus on that and I delivered that message and there was like silence and then that oh yeah oh yeah let's go back to that the rest of this doesn't feel good right like all the stories we're telling ourselves the horses don't do that their brains are different right and they have huge guts so they're following what feels good and kids are trying to do the same. They're trying to say, hey, you don't have to work so hard. You don't have, like, can you actually be present with me? Can we follow what feels good? Can we be in that place of connection? Because that's really what's going to feed us. That's what's going to make us more fulfilled. And kids are so good at knowing that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Or they teach us to play, which is also something we can do. I've had clients come and they're like, I'm working too hard. How do I play? So we'll set up obstacle courses or different exercises you've done a lot more of like the mindfulness energy but we can set up actual exercises that people go through and they get out of this whole like shoulds and have tos and they start to play they start to create in a new way and the body needs to remember what it was like when it was a child right so yeah totally can anyone be an equine therapist or do you need to be <laughs> aware of spiritual psychology and really in tune with your intuition and can any horse be a therapist yeah because great. I know that you've had like master teacher horses and then others like eh, not great to work with yeah great great question it's true I feel like we're all healers we're all intuitive I feel like we all can communicate with animals I feel like we need to practice that and remember that ultimately I my personal preference is that people get trained, right? Which is why I created a certification program because I want people to be trained in what it takes to be successful, what it takes to facilitate well, right? My master's program gave us 26 skills to facilitate. And so I think it's really important that people have some form of mental health or wellness training or background. And especially if you're in therapy, obviously there's licensing that goes into that. I'm not a therapist. But then there's the whole, do we understand the horses and what the horses are actually doing? So we don't use them as tools. We don't say the word use. We're not just putting them through a bunch of mindless activities. We're actually seeing them as true sentient beings and asking their opinion and asking for their guidance. And so I love teaching people because I want people to understand like horses need choice like all those horses had choice today they didn't all and they came over at the right moment at their own accord exactly I, it was so wild the dance that was going on and yeah. the information that was I mean again I can only share so much but like 
if profound could describe it, I it can't even describe how profound it was. Yeah, it's just cool. When they have choice and they're really honored, you get the best out of mm -hmm. the horses and you get the best for the client. So I am all about, there's a lot of approaches that are people-centered and it's really just about the clients. I'm really about the equal energy between the people and the humans and that, and what happens in the human-animal bond, what happens in slowing down and petting a horse, what actually happens to your nervous system and to reducing stress. Like there's great research out now from Human Animal Bond Research Institute about what happens in this space of connection. So we have to have horses that are healthy and connected, right, to help humans. And uh, I think it's just important that people do get training, but that they find a training that fits for them and what they want to do. So yeah, I did, like helping people with intuition. Did you get training? I did. Okay. So I worked with my master's in spiritual psychology. Then I did equine experiential education, which was really a focus on corporate. And I love working with corporate groups too, because I think they could really benefit from this and yeah. the mindfulness of it all. And just the culture, you shift the field. It, that's right. You're shifting culture and you're getting people to communicate. I've seen people really celebrate each other. Like I have specific celebration exercises because they're in a field where they can do that. And then there's just a lot of like love and connection and emotion. And, and then it's a safe space. And so then people go back and they have more connection at the office. They have better communication. So I did my training specifically in that, but I've also studied with like, I don't know, 20 different horse trainers. So I could learn all different types of what the horses are saying. I always go back to what are the horses teaching? So my mare, who was a master teacher, she passed in 2017 she taught me so much and then when she left when she passed i feel like i got a lot of her gifts like i feel like she's around me when i work she comes through me so that's my other piece and so yes horses can do this but some are definitely way more gifted than others yeah similar to humans right. rose yeah. rose was amazing today yeah and that's an example of rose you say a grandmother energy she holds that crone wisdom like that older wise woman wisdom and that wise woman medicine which is give from the overflow don't deplete yourself feel fill yourself up and give from that place whereas you know her baby's one and is still testing boundaries and you know wants to play doesn't understand that we're not horses you know that we're humans so it's like not everyone will even work with a one-year-old i trust her i've watched her work before and we've worked with her across gates but Ultimately, it's like knowing how to evaluate a horse for this work is important too. But like the minis are so talented and bring up different things. Every horse has its own contribution to yeah. make. One, like a couple of things. I thought it was really cool that you trusted that I would be powerful enough to work with Sparks because she is like, she was like getting a little aggressive with you with her healing or her playfulness with you at a certain point. And then she kind of came over and later because I had gotten so much confidence working with Rose, and she was doing the same to me, but the fear was gone, and and I knew that I she was receptive to my boundaries and my energy and my 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 pushback. So, just that exercise alone, and then it just reflected back to me like I've got a very powerful, strong little four-year-old, and she challenges the crapola out of me and like pushes my buttons triggers me you know and i and i do my best but it just was like of course i need to work with an immature one-year-old giant horse <laughs> because yeah. i sometimes feel like we just entered this four-year-old power struggle phase and i need to brush up on my conscious parenting because i'm just like 
I mean, what do you do when they refuse to put on their pants and screaming bloody murder and don't want to go to school? Like, yeah, I got a full day at two podcasts and this, yeah. that and the other thing. And like, I can't, I cannot reschedule everything. So like, right. you know, but I'm, I'm not going to physically force my child into to pants or, you know, what do you do? So I just thought it was so interesting um, that we had all of those dynamics. Like Rose showed me what it is to stand in the wisdom and the power of the feminine, which is within me. Um, Spark showed me that I, the power struggle isn't there if I stand grounded, breathe, and assert myself in a loving way. Yeah. She, you know, kind of, and and I, I, I witnessed that with Riley too. Um, so I just got to remember that, you know, but if she triggers me and she sends me in a fight or flight, then she's going to win that battle because she's bigger, you know, and Riley's going to win that battle because she screams very loud. <laughs> but, um, and then we have the two minis and Romeo and Tess and Tess is this little blonde mini, but you said she was the mover. She was the smallest horse out there besides the little burrow. And mo- she, she was the one that moved everyone. She was the one behind people just moving into different formations and you were like Tess is the, the one in charge and she's the smallest it doesn't matter her size it's how her um, assessment of self yeah. her self-confidence and self-assuredness is so grounded and powerful and she's just like she owns it and that just like again was exactly the messaging I needed mm-hmm. to step into my power no matter how the world might perceive me and just like when I am in authenticity and alignment, there's not an opinion or a person or a you know anything that can throw me off of that powerful, yeah, you know, energetic space. Yeah, it's it is I think the power of the feminine being really really strong and because we are as women we're so strong, and then really like kind and gentle and clear at the same time right like which the horses are the lead mare and the horse herd that's who she is like everyone respects and listens and it's not ever a power over dynamic it's a power with it's this whole herd right our whole humanity needs to be safe with each other needs it needs to work for all of us it can't just work for a couple of us so that lead mare which is there for you now in all your relationships like that image and that archetype is there what is what are the components of the lead mare and she takes care of herself first so she can take care of the whole herd mm-hmm. right so and i always say often like what's best for us is best for others and if we don't know can we ask what's for the highest good of all concerned right so it's stepping into that space and like blending energies where else do we get to blend energies the horses are so well synergized and blended they know mm-hmm. how to how to do these things so we have mm-hmm. a lot to learn from them and so two things on that um, before we wrap up and, and you can tell us what you're doing now and excited about. But um, so as we were talking, you know, like sh- receiving, like to fill up your cup to live from the overflow. Um, I was just working with my friend and coach, Andrea Quinn, who was also on the podcast. And she's like, women are literally here to receive yes. in order to create. Like we receive the seed in order to create life. And, you know, a lot like I'm an Aries and she was working with me and my other Aries friend and we're both cancer rising, but we lead with our Aries because we were raised in this like male dominated culture. And so we, so we come at it with our, 
with our ramming horns, it's almost like we're <laughs> exhaling before we inhale. But imagine receiving. Yeah. Getting scope, stepping back, receive, like receiving that air, and then you can give so much more. Yeah. If that makes sense. Perfect sense. And then, as you were saying about this, like, you know, as we had this like beautiful feminine energy standing in our authentic power, receiving and having strong boundaries. And then at the very end, Romeo and Tessa, the the, the lead mayor and her her you know little buddy or partner, I'm not sure, um, the, the male horse, they're both minis and they just went nose to butt. So they were like a black horse, nose to butt with a blonde horse, like a, what would you call that, a golden horse? Yeah, little Palomino, yeah. Little Palomino, and they were like similar sizes, little mini horses, and they just stood there as they were literally demonstrating a yin yang or yin yang and it was like this perfect balance and relationship of masculine and feminine and that was like okay and that is your lesson for today <laughs> you stand in strength but it's in this graceful present non-urgent non-forceful not aggressive energy but you can still be the most powerful in that space of totally. your feminine and so to have that balance, and they just literally just like stood there in this beautiful yin yang um, position, and we were just like, "What?" And you're facilitating a wedding yeah. this weekend, yeah. and you've been like saying that in your head about relationships. So it's just like relationship with within self they were out picturing, and then relationship with others, whether romantic or business or just with society. It was just this beautiful like. And here's the wrap-up image of the lesson today. And I was like, what is happening? I know. I always love your, like, chat, like, on wonder when you're around them. Because you're like, did that just happen? And I'm like, yes. And we say that all the time. We're like, you can't make this stuff up. Like, what they do. You're like... And I've seen them go into sacred geometry. And I've seen them do, like, just so many weird, wild things. They do, are different all the time. And then you know when it works because they're different with different people. So you can have the same horse come into two different people. And on me, they might need to balance head and heart. And on you, they're balancing, you know, power over versus power with, right? Or whatever it might be. Or they're, so they literally are like doing for us and with us like the thing we most need whatever mm -hmm. that opportunity is in that moment so it's just so neat because I feel like people get so much awe and wonder out of it and that like also that's the new neural, neural pathway that's happening at the same time mm -hmm. so not only are you in nature you're working with your entire body you're present to your emotions you have to be present to stay safe around them but you're also literally getting into the space of awe and wonder. Yeah. So that creates more expansion, yeah. right? They so. shift your energetic field and you are in awe, wonder, and gratitude. And you're so grateful for these horses. Yes. As you leave. Um, yes. Oh, so beautiful. I know. I know everybody's going to be like, where do I sign up? So how do people <laughs> find you? Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to support more people. And I do come back to Los Angeles. So my website's katenelligan.com. And people can reach me that way. Um, I have an Awaking with Equines Facebook group. And I'm on the different platforms under Kate Nelligan Equine Coach. So... Okay, cool. Yeah. And tell us about this horse deck. Yeah, that you and I'm so excited. So this is something the horses really wanted me to do, which is this Awakening with Equines card deck, and it's 40 wisdom qualities of different. Do you want to pull one for yeah. the for the audience? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the one before my session today was synergy. 
Yeah, which was so perfect. I mean, and then look, like at test at the end, the yin yang. Like I was like, yeah. what? That's synergy right there. It's yeah, literally the hands holding each other, and but there are too many horses. So I'm just gonna go like this. I like it. Support. Ooh, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's. That looks like me today. <laughs> it actually really does. <laughs> totally oh does. Yeah. So support and um, yeah, feel free to read it. I I did the booklet where it's the horses, channeling the horses and what they say about support. My own coaching and then an exercise people can do with their horses. Um, but yeah. So for support, the horses said, "You are connected to heaven and earth at all times. You have support all around you, even when you can't see it." We are certainly a huge support system as you stand and just breathe with us and be. You will receive so much from us when you allow us to contribute to your energy fields. We are all connected and while we need your support, we offer as much as well. We offer much as well. Let us in, we're here for you. And then your wisdom was, we need self-support and giving to ourselves in ways that propel us forward rather than staying stuck. We also need support from others. The animals are incredible at this, especially the equines. And we can watch them for examples of how to support our human herd. Support comes from allowance and receptive energy. The exercise is stand with a horse and watch how it moves its body around you and aligns chakras. You can feel their energy supporting you. That's what Rose did today. She totally. literally moved her body like down the line until I was at her rear. Yeah. <laughs> and until you felt comfortable even standing with your hand on her rear mm -hmm. and breathing and working on root, that whole root chakra, these are mapped to the chakras. So this mm -hmm. is that root chakra. She's actually got her back where the heart chakra is lined up to his chakra. But it's also the invisible support of, yeah. you know, that we're tapped into too. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's it's just really fun. The artist is Nika Ware, and I just felt like com combining the horses, my gifts, and her gifts was something that like the world needed. And they one day they just said, write down the different qualities we teach, and like forty qualities poured out. And so it's for people to really understand like what you know, like here's a surrender, like what one we most need um, to work on right now or embrace. And yes, it's also about really receiving, as you said. So we have to receive support, give yeah. ourselves support and receive support. Receive to create what you are supposed to be here on this planet to do. Completely. Yeah. Ah, thank you, Kate. Thanks for coming to share <laughs> this. And thank you for my session this morning. Really. Thank you for listening to The Heal Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for more empowering wisdom and inspiring healing stories. And make sure you hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answer you've been searching for. And please rate and review us so that we can grow and reach more people. Thanks so much and be well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.